You're listening to episode 13 of the Now What Podcast. You're listening to the Now What Podcast, a podcast for women healing from loss that will provide you with practical ways to overcome challenges you are facing as you navigate the aftermath of loss. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward with confidence on your journey, then this is the podcast for you. It is possible to start loving the life you're living after loss, and here is your guide, host, certified life coach, and widowed mom, Erin Hinty. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Erin Hinty, and I'm truly honored that you chose to join me today. Whether this is your first time joining or not, I know you'll gain tips, tools, and hear inspirational stories from others on a similar journey that will support you on the road ahead. In today's episode, we'll be digging into the three-step process that I shared back with you on episode nine that you can use to change some of those thoughts that you're having and keep you moving forward with confidence on your journey. But this three-step process will also be what will work on creating for yourself in your life so you can begin to experience things in a new way. If you're listening to this podcast and you're someone who supports others on a similar journey, then stick around because this three-step process applies to you as well. I know you're someone who has been impacted by loss and you're probably wondering what to do now. If that's the case, then you've come to the right place today. And I can honestly say that anything I share with you is things that I've applied to my own personal journey over and over again. And it's something that I've taught my clients in my Becoming You coaching program repeatedly. And you can hear Mary from episode 11, where she talks about her own personal experience in the program. But my intention to you today is to ensure that you truly know what you can do to support yourself on this journey and to better be able to communicate what you need with others. I do have some good news for you. You can just start by taking a deep breath because the things that you apply today do not require any additional time. It's only going to require you to be more intentional with the time that you have. No sense in adding one more decision to your plate, one more thing you have to do. We're going to dig into how you're going to use the time that you have in a way that will truly allow you to move forward with confidence on your journey. And it all begins with the three-step process. So let's dig in here. I know grievers are often feeling intense emotions, particularly in the early days of grief. Is that true for you? I know those emotions can oftentimes leave you feeling stuck and you may be feeling overwhelmed by all the decisions you have to make Or maybe you feel conflicted when one moment you're happy and then the other moment you're sad. That being said, we can't run from those feelings that we're having. What we can do in the first step is create space for ourselves that allow you to process through the thoughts that you're creating and those intense feelings and emotions you're having within your grief in a healthy way. And what does creating that space look like for you? Well, first, let's talk about what creating space requires. It requires time, which is one of our most precious commodities. But as I mentioned to you earlier, 
We're not looking for ways to add more things to your plate. We're looking for ways to be more intentional with the time that you have. The other thing it requires is that intentionality, focusing on the things that are most important during that time that will allow you to move through those emotions that you're having. And also it requires energy. In the space that you create maybe to restore your energy, or this may require some energy depending on what it is that you're doing with that time that you have. What creating space doesn't require is an agenda. I want to share a story with you. When I used to plan vacations for our family, my late husband would always worry that I'd have our entire vacation planned out literally minute by minute. And just the sound of that makes my skin crawl. I would tell him what areas we would be in each day and then he'd worry about not being able to enjoy the time we had together because we'd be so stressed out trying to meet all of the time constraints. He soon learned that when I made an agenda for our vacations, I would simply just block out time to ensure we did the things we enjoyed together as a family. It honestly didn't matter what we did during that time or how we did it because that would all come together once we got there. Think of creating space, whether it be for you or the one you're supporting as intentional time on the calendar without an agenda. My friends and I learned over the years that as long as we've carved out the time once we got closer to the date and depending on how we were feeling would determine what we actually did during that time together. As a griever, I know it must be difficult for you to see past the moment as you begin to think about the days ahead, that can be really overwhelming. Oftentimes, friends would ask me on a Monday if I could get together on a Friday and I would tell them, I'll need to see how I feel once I get to Friday. Does that sound familiar? Going back to the question, what does creating space look like? Creating space to support you and your loved one can look different depending on the day. The feelings that are coming up and what the person has the ability to focus on. It could be as simple as going to coffee with a friend or making a phone call or using that space to listen to what's really coming up for you. But never make assumptions about where you should or shouldn't be. Create a space that allows you to just let the thoughts flow and the emotions flow in whatever way that looks like for you. Over time, this space can shift and change as you begin to regain balance and focus on key areas of your life like health and spirituality and your relationships and finances and all the things. For me, I began to create space for myself when I woke up in the morning, filling that time with gratitude before I even stepped out of bed or by spending a little extra time in the shower washing away the intense emotions from the memories that would frequently pop up when I was in there. And now I continue to create space to prioritize time for my family, my friends, and myself, because those are the things that keep me moving forward on my journey and give me something to truly look forward to. Oftentimes, once we've created space, it's important to use some of that time for the second step in the process, which is to gain clarity about what may be coming up for you. As a life coach for women healing from loss, I've created a simple assessment for my clients to take 
that allow them to identify how satisfied they feel in their life because it gives you a starting point to see what you expect your life to look like and the thoughts that are coming up based on where you're at. So you can better understand those intense emotions that you may be feeling. It's totally understandable that when a loved one dies, that you can't imagine how to live a life without them. Thinking about it can be extraordinarily painful because every step you take is met with equal parts pain and joy. Understanding what's coming up for you in this space you've created to support yourself in this grief will help you identify your needs right now. So you can continue to spend intentional time as you navigate the journey ahead. What I found is oftentimes when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's because of the perception of what you should or shouldn't be doing or how you should or shouldn't be feeling, which when taking time to explore that further, you'll soon find out that staying present with how you feel right now and having a space to feel safe, expressing those emotions is the best thing you can gift yourself in the aftermath of loss. Once you've been able to really take time to create the space and gain clarity around what you want to feel The greatest gift you can give yourself is to not only ensure that you continue to do those things that support you on your journey in that space that you've created, but to do them consistently. And for those that are supporting you on this journey, I encourage them to listen to this episode today. I'm going to share with you in the aftermath of Andy's death, so many wonderful people showed up in my life. It was almost as if the impact of the initial loss pulled them in. And then once we were just starting to regain our footing as a family from the support they had so generously given us, the wave pulled them back into their own lives so they could tend to their own emotions and things they had set aside. This left me swaying in the wind while what I needed is the gentle reminder that people were still surrounding our family with support well into the future. I only mention this because it comes up so often. And after the loss of my sister, my niece, I saw so many people trying to do the same thing. I told them that the family needs support for the long term, not just in the first few months of their grief. And showing up consistently to surround them would allow them to truly move forward with confidence. The same goes in the space you've created for yourself. As you continue to take steps to really get clear on what it is that you want to feel or experience or do in your life, ensure that you've really put together on your calendar, just setting gentle reminders for yourself on a consistent basis to do the things. I know when life happens, we often forget about the things that were most important to us, that were the most supportive and helpful for us on our journey. But as you get really clear on what it is that you want to experience, you can go back to those things that you did once before, the people you surrounded with or the emotions that you felt and use that to lay the foundation as you continue to move forward. Life happens. And when it does, we go into survival mode and set those things that were truly good for us off to the side. But they're still there waiting. They're waiting to give you space and to remind yourself of what you need right now. And you can start to weave those back in to your everyday 
life. As you take those three steps and start to implement them this week, I want you to know that wherever you may find yourself, whether you've been giving yourself the space or not, that it's okay. And now we're going to take the next steps forward on our journey to designing a life that you can love. And in the early stages of loss, if you find yourself there today or you're several years out, wherever you feel you need to be, we're going to explore this together. When our lives are shattered, we are rediscovering the pieces of us that we want to carry forward on our journey. That doesn't mean giving up all the beautiful memories and activities that you love and the things that make you, you, or rediscovering who you are and what you desire and how you want to feel and show up in this world so you can begin to build this new life, this new chapter, this new step along the way. And with that, it is such an honor to be on this journey with you today. So thank you for investing your time to be here. Until next time, I'm wishing you all the best. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to design a life you truly love after loss, I invite you to join my Becoming You coaching program. It's a program for women healing from loss where I can personally help you get unstuck and moving forward with confidence. If you're asking yourself, what do I do now? Don't wait another minute to get started and go to www.erinhinty.com linked in the show notes below to schedule your free 30-minute breakthrough session today. I look forward to uncovering what's next for you on your journey.